Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What it is, everybody? This is a Nintendo oh. Voice Chat podcast. Oh, I had to, you know. Like Too Bozon, soon. Bozon hasn't had a chance to say it in a while, right? Uh, this is the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast. My name is Craig Harris. I'm the executive editor 
of the Nintendo team at IGN. Well, there's no real team anymore. It's just I'm just the head in charge of all Nintendo stuff. It's a team inside your head, Greg. With <laughs> you just heard Scott Browning. How's it going, Scott? Hey, what's happening, Internet? Uh, Jack DeVries is sitting in for Sam, who's on vacation today. And I'm going to actively try to not sound like a girl this time. All so right, you're so welcome, you, listeners. And he is wearing a fake mustache voice. for you yes, listeners. I'm going to do my man voice. Speaking of a manly voice, we've got Levi here. Hola, sir. Levi Buchanan. He's not, not new to the Nintendo side of things. No. no. Might be new to the to the new way of we doing the podcast. Yes. Right. But uh, but you have been part of the Nintendo I've team for a very long time. I've previously been on a Nintendo team. Yeah. Yes. Give us a, bit, a little bit of a history for people that uh, have not heard your voice on the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast. A history of... Levi. <laughs> Levi and Nintendo. So I've been, I Levi mean, and Nintendo well, and IGN. So I guess it was last year. Um, I was on the Nintendo team for, uh, gosh, I guess about six, seven months. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we splintered off again. Yeah. And now I primarily uh, do iPhone coverage. Cool. And before that, though? Before that, I was mobile. And before that... I was Abacus. unemployed. Where did you Where did you work? That was Nintendo my very related? very first job uh, in the industry was working for Nintendo Power. Woo, there you go. Whoa. That's what we're looking for. Yes. <laughs> what was you. it like working at Nintendo Power? Uh, it was. I actually had a. I had a lot of fun. I mean, of course, it was my first. Uh, my first job out of college. Uh-huh. So I mean, I thought I'd hit the jackpot. Um, but you know, I had a really good time. My first gig there was doing a, uh, doing the guide for uh, Ocarina of Time. Nice. That just made me really old. That's like 98. That's 12 years. That's not terrible. Yeah. That was my first Zelda <laughs> game. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was post. That was post Howard Phillips, wasn't it? Yes. Oh yeah. man. Did you get? You didn't get to meet that guy. I did not meet Howard Phillips, but, but he did uh, get to meet Nestor. Howard, but Howard Lincoln was still there. Mm-hmm. And did you? Were you at Nintendo Power when they had that comic? Howard and Nestor? Howard Nestor? No, that was completely oh, gone. Was gone right. there. So they've, they've kind of changed hands since then. Yes. And since then, too. Yeah. Uh, they're now right across the street over, mm-hmm. you know, in future. And we've got an issue right here, the newest issue. <laughs> Which apparently Sam is in. As the <laughs> 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 so to give a pat new Craig way, we're going into... Uh, Craig way! <laughs> apparently in the latest issue of Nintendo Power, uh, they announced uh, Scribblenauts mm-hmm. 2. Oh, uh, hold on. I was drinking so yeah. I could do a spit take. <laughs> what? <laughs> Scribblenauts was uh, a favorite at E3, but it didn't quite pan out uh, in the final product. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely appreciated the original the originality of the of the game, where you could write anything and any object could come up when you wrote those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the overall it was gameplay, a great try. Yeah, it was a nice try. It was a nice Good try. tech demo. Swing and a miss. Really showed off the the uh, the focus of a of a, a database of items yes. and and those behaviors of those items. But in terms of gameplay. It uh, was halfway finished. Halfway finished, and and I think the the developer developer knew that. Yeah. Uh, and they're working on fixing a lot of the problems. That's why they gave themselves a game of the year award inside <laughs> the game. So like, at least we we'll get one. Yeah. You type in game of the year and it pops down. Did any any of you play Scribblenauts? Yes. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Some I own it. Played you own it. I, I bought it. You bought it because yeah. of the hype. Because of the hype uh, from a company called IGN that I read all the time before I worked here, and then. I, I bought the game. Uh-huh. And were you upset that, <sighs> that it didn't live up to the hype, or did you? Just I was go, upset. Meh. I was upset that it was so easy to just type in black hole or dinosaur for every level, <laughs> and you were able to win. Uh, there was one moment where I was very. I was like, "Wow, you guys are smart." When I typed in hoverboard and went over water, and, and it didn't work yeah. over water. So that's some of the cool things. I was like, "You're yeah, 
There's some really cool things. Like, you know, wood burns, you know, like air kind of dissipates. And yeah. anything, you know, the material affects material, which is really cool. And then they threw in little things like the hoverboard. Yeah. And But over time, I just spent my time with the game, like, having different fantasy fights. You know, I'd, I'd go to a pit area and be like, here's a Tyrannosaurus Rex versus an octopus. Who's going to win? And uh, the octopus won a couple times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you just and said- also, uh, I learned because of scribble knots, mm-hmm. and this is scientific fact, uh, <laughs> out of water, a shark will always beat up a bear. Really? There you go. Scientific fact. Thanks, so, Scribble Knots. So, <laughs> so that's confirmed. So, what, so you just confirmed. put a shark next to a bear and it will always win. It will always win because the shark just bounces around and the bear's like, whoa, where's the honey? Yeah. And then what happens after the shark wins? Does it die because it's out nope. of the water? No, then nope. you draw on Cthulhu and he kills it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, the shark just kind of hangs out. Uh-huh. And then you just throw, you know. Just pick stuff. it up and throw it in the water? Yeah, just toss it up in the air and uh-huh. let it fall down. Ah, so, gravity. <laughs> what are some of the big things they're doing for number two? It looks like from the article. It looks like so, they have Sam Claiborne as a <laughs> farmer. Yeah, he he got the nice mustache there. But though though Levi had a, a very impressive mustache at one I point. I know, a clean slate now. Yeah, clean slate. it's looking good. Even though you haven't shaved for what three hours now, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much a day. <laughs> so, Craig, do you know if in Scribblenauts two you're going to be able to? Use the uh, D-pad to actually move your character. In fact, that is one of the things they reveal in this feature in Nintendo Power. They that they will have different uh, controls. Things will, uh, you know, Max won't knock things over anymore. You can have direct control over him. You can still tap him where you want to go if you want to. Uh, it seems like the, they tightened up his control so it doesn't screw things. Like I remember, like creating these nice elaborate stacks of things and then trying to get Maxwell to go to walk. You'd be, knock beside over the crates it, you would knock it over, created, fall yeah. into the water, or whatever. Well, it was me, really frustrating. I'm going to do another spit take for that. <laughs> <laughs> really? D-pad works? I think my biggest problem with Scribblenauts was the fact that they, they had these elaborate elaborate designs of, of levels, and you had to figure out what to do. And clearly the, the designer of these levels had something in mind, but you could come up with something completely different. That was the whole point of Scribblenauts, right? Mm-hmm. You can come up with you know Godzilla doing something that they didn't have they, a vacuum cleaner was supposed to really do, but you would never get that idea. And I was kind of I would I would hope that you know maybe when you finish the level they say great you did it, but here's how we envisioned it, and it would show you. That would you know it would have been really nice to kind of see in context why they laid out the level in, mm-hmm. in a certain way, but you never really got that idea. So I'm kind of hoping that they address that in this this latest thing. But I think the biggest uh, issue, along with the uh, controls, the D-pad controls, <laughs> is that they added uh, adjectives. Oh yes. So you can oh, like striped cool. elephant or you know that's giant piano or, or, or feline. Yeah. As it is in here. So feline yeah. is an adjective. According to this, according to Nintendo Power, it's because Levi isn't on the uh, <laughs> editorial <laughs> staff anymore. Yeah. So what are some of the adjectives they they show? Amphibian. Uh-huh. Awesome. That's Can't, an ad, wait, that's These are not adjectives. That's not an adjective. According to this adjective slate, which <laughs> I didn't read the rest of. <laughs> well, that's Nintendo Power's fault. Oh, well, okay. Well, Nintendo Power is a terrible so, magazine. So, the words are why yeah, so like they have canine decapitated. I guess that's a that's a flying hated insane. He's going to start reading the another- what? Hmm? Oh, good going. Well, you're not, you weren't reading them, so I'm going to read them. No, you were. You're going to start reading words that aren't adjectives, and then I'm going to jump on you. Oh, okay. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like the they're getting this ready for another fall release. So, uh, which isn't uncommon for a for a DS game to get like a, a year. You know, yeah. So because yeah, they already had the engine, they already had the the, the word count uh, database of stuff, uh, and they're just adding to it. Like so. yeah. Good. Yeah. 
I'm excited. Yeah. You guys just, are really quiet over there. You yeah, guys well, that's, well, that's, that's what they so, sound like when they're so looking at the actual adjective yeah. list. So they meant to say amphibious. Everything else is fine. Okay. Uh, I'm excited that uh, both lycanthropic uh-huh. and vampiric are in here, which okay. means I can finally have my Edward Jacob uh, <laughs> Scribble Knots battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I'm going to type in hot guy and then lycanthropic and then nerdy, <laughs> disgusting, effeminate guy and then put in vampiric and see uh-huh. what happens. Now, do you think the vampiric guy will sparkle when he takes off his shirt? He he better sparkle. Okay. If his so, game doesn't so sparkle, it's going so to be the Twilight vampires. And it has not, to be the Twilight yeah. vampire. <laughs> and not yeah. everything else vampires. Yeah. Is there a hot can... topic that they can go hang out at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Is you can double up on the, uh, some of these adjectives. adjectives. It looks like you can. They show an example where you can you can say multiple adjectives and then the noun, and then things just happen appear. That's but then cool. they show. I think this picture where they show a bunch of elephants of different colors and different sizes. They're showing that not only can you have things smaller, but now you can make them bigger. Which is that, that was one of my biggest uh, one of my things about uh, Stromlands. It was great that you had a shrink ray and you could shoot things and make them smaller, but you couldn't make things bigger. Yeah. And uh, and it sounds like that they fixed that in in Scribblenauts. Well, I'm too. definitely going to type in Baby Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's so cute. Don't uh, look at him. The game, you know, we I remember seeing the game, the original game at E3, uh, the and and it was just. It was a really cool concept to kind of see in, in a demo form, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like where we got all caught up in the in the hype. We created the hype. We went to see this thing, and we're like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" It was hidden away at, at, at uh, in Warner Brothers booth. It wasn't like it was up front saying, "Check out our awesome new concept" or whatever. It was, it was behind Scooby Doo. Yeah, it was, <laughs> exactly. So they had two <laughs> systems or four systems, and uh, but they were kind of tucked away. And we went and checked it out, and I went, "Holy crap, that's awesome!" And so I told somebody else. They came back, and then it kind of he spread from there. And, and yeah, exactly. It was very viral. And, and so, so they go, on. and you go and heard you see it, it from a friend who <laughs> heard it from a friend who. So the yes, yeah, so it, w- it definitely worked out really well for a short demo. But then when you got home and you played the final build, uh, that's when a lot of the problems kind of came up. And I still admire the idea. Yeah, I still think it's an incredibly admirable ambitious idea and i'm happy yep. that it sold enough to warrant a sequel mm-hmm. which is some you know that's something that that not a lot of ds games uh, get a chance at so I, yeah i'm excited too I'm, I'm not lying i'm really excited about the game i was disappointed because it was it was a missed opportunity yeah it was it was swinging a miss yeah but it but it, it was it was a subtle uh, a slight hit i think in yeah. terms of game it was design. a foul ball <laughs> it's a tip it was i'd a say foul selling up was a million almost yeah they, a million? i think they cracked a million that's a success. <laughs> Most developers would only wish for that <laughs> yeah. kind of failure. <laughs> yeah. No, they did a great job. Well, I think it, it, it. I think it's a million sold to stores. Still. I don't know if it sold through, but they sold through a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't really have the official numbers, but but it was it definitely warranted a sequel, and it's great that they're working to fix the things that that were, that were a problem with the first one. So. Good job, guys. We can't wait to see it. And yep. Jeremiah, you have a great portrait in there. I know you're listening. Plus, it disproves <laughs> it, dis- <laughs> it disproves the conventional wisdom Such that a only Nintendo shot. games sell on Nintendo systems. Right. Well, I thought they were going to do SpongeBob Scribble Nuts next, so I'm just really glad that they're doing. Oh, swing and a miss. Because he's referring to Drawn to Life. Just to, for anyone who's not paying attention. Yeah. If you guys didn't get that joke, you're not real fans. Just stop <laughs> listening. So, I don't really have a Craigway to lead into this one. Craigway! Uh, the big release next week, Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver. Hell yeah. Oh, look at, look at Jack. Jack's eyes up. lit Jack up. Jack is just like a Christmas tree <laughs> over here. Like, oh, my Pokemans! <laughs> we got a, the final build on Thursday. 
uh, not official cartridge, but the the lockbox that I could play the final build, uh, play through the game. I'm four badges in. Uh, I think it's going to score really well. Cool. Um, obviously, to to me at the very least, I think the big re- the big ver- reason for this game's existence isn't just reviving a, a Game Boy Color game, but it's introducing a new mechanic, which is the Poke Walker. And I think it's kind of cool. Gotta uh, walk on. Am I? Drinking the Kool Aid on that one? No, no, it's definitely it's definitely cool. I don't know, um, I don't know how much the Pokewalker is really influencing my enjoyment of the game, uh-huh. just because it's so outside of the game experience right. itself. And that's, and that's the thing that I think works well for it. Because, for example, I, it to me the Pokewalker, which is a device that comes, if people aren't following it, it's like a little Tamagotchi thing, uh, has an infrared port on it. The cartridge has an infrared port. It's, it's very similar to po- personal trainer walking, where you can beam the data from the game to the this device. And it, it's the same technology. It's a pedometer. And mm-hmm. the steps you take are interpreted in into data on, on this device. So the idea is you take one of your caught Pokemon, beam it into the, the Pokewalker, and then walk around with it. And you earn watts that can open up mini games that can unlock a cap- catch Pokemon. There are like yeah, unique Pokemon can, to it. You can get items and yeah, catch item, Pokemon. And then beam it back to the game. And then when you beam it back to the game, it actually gives you a little, a little journal of what happened. So like it lays out, oh, he's happy at, at 9 a.m. And then it's 12 o'clock, he fell asleep because you weren't walking or something like that. It's, so it kind of breaks it out that way. And I think it's pretty cool. So that said... It feels like it's kind of a, a branching of the uh, what, what do you call it the um, where you you don't you give your Pokemon to someone to, to the daycare center. Okay. So it kind of yeah. it kind of feels like that because you know when you're when you're in a box when your Pokemon are in the box. Uh, are you giggling over there? I was giggling at, at this, this, <laughs> this uh, portrait this of Tommy Tallarico Tommy Tallarico <laughs> that I want to rip out of the magazine and put on the wall because it looks like one of those. Portraits people make out of gum. Yeah, <laughs> they're like here's oh, eleven like, different when you go flavors. The, when you go to the Jelly Belly factory, yeah, and they have the, the little portraits, portraits of Ronald, Ronald Reagan, Reagan with, with Joe Montana. Jelly. This looks like that, but it's made out of stretched out pieces of gum. Oh, Tommy Tallarico. So, anyway, yeah, go on, Pokemon. Yeah, so Tommy like, Tallarico is like the hundred fifty first Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like the daycare center where you can actually carry. You can have, uh, you know, your Pokemon are just sitting around. You can actually still level them up. Uh, right. Give him more experience w- while not playing the game at all, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is a cool feature. Um, I like that it has that Nintendo is already um, using it to release uh, like exclusive Pokemon. Uh-huh. It's very customizable, and uh, at least on Nintendo's end, they can port whatever data they want to that. Right. So it's like, so in addition to the preset ones in there, you have all these downloadable courses, and so it has the ability. For them to release like exclusive and legendary Pokemon through the Pokewalker device as a new venue of getting I'm, legendaries. I'm kind of wondering how much of that is actually being beamed to the device because, like, obviously the it seems to me that Nintendo hasn't really kind of released any sort of technical details on the inner workings of the Pokewalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to find out how much RAM this thing has. You know how much. When you beam it, like, is it the entire program that's being beamed to it? And then when you beam a Pokemon, is it the, the actual character data, you know, the sprite data and stuff like that? Or is that built into the, the, the thing and it's just calling it up? Um, when you beam over the courses, because, like, when you want to actually walk with a Pokemon, you you, unlo- you, you select which course, quote-unquote, you're, uh, you're going to walk on. Right. And that's where you unlock specific Pokemon and stuff like that. So I'm wondering uh, if that can be updated on the cartridge, on the... The Pokewalker, how how versatile is it really? 
and they haven't really been open on on explaining that. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of hoping that you know someone's gonna hack it, and then you can actually play like little like you can play football <laughs> on the on the Pokewalker, oh, like the old awesome. school, yeah, the old school Mattel, Mattel, uh, Mattel, Mattel electronic, electronic ones. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's really bothered to hack this thing, and I've been looking online to see that, and uh, haven't seen anything yet. But I, I personally think that it's a, um, they they made it worthwhile a worthwhile purchase with the Pokewalker. Um, I was all burnt out on Pokemon, and I actually retired from reviewing the Pokemon RPGs. But when they announced this game, I was like, you know, it comes with a gadget. I'm totally reviewing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to score it, really well. Yeah, I, I I don't play Pokemans. Pokemans. That was that Pokemon was a game that completely just I was way I missed the age gap for. It. I was forced into it. I will. will I know I, you I were forced will, in because you were were a working professional at right, the time. Right, exactly. I uh, don't know if I would actually willingly play Pokémon if I didn't have to. When did it come out? 95? Yeah. yeah. Well, 96 in the 96. States, right? No, in the States it was like 98. In, 98? Oh, 98. Okay. 96 I was in Japan. I was okay. a senior in I do, high school. I do remember the out, so. I do remember we we gave birth to the the Pocket channel on IGN because of Pokemon because it was oh it's rising in popularity in the US and we haven't we don't really cover Game Boy and that's kind of like why we kind of started the pocket channel so yeah, yeah. I was 18 so I was far too old uh-huh. for the Pokemon you were in your emo breakfast club years uh no I was in my alcoholic <laughs> sleeping in and yeah those years the donut eating oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I always have every intention of playing these. Like, I bought Pearl. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play through because I haven't played through one in a while. And I always play for about two, three hours, and then... It is a time suck. Yeah, I will I completely drop off. admit it. Like, it's this thing, this this game will completely suck your time, and there's not much going on in the... But, I mean, it's all about self-gratification. I mean, it's all about... Uh, Collect, get, uh, building up your collection, finding something. It's like throwing out a Pokemon you, or seeing uh, a creature you haven't caught yet and then you throw out the ball to catch it. And it's like when you we see the thing rock back and forth for a little bit and then all of a sudden it clicks and you're like, oh yeah, totally. And it's like little thrills like that I think kind of keep people coming back. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a really good RPG and it does a nice little balance of that that game mechanic I absolutely hate, and people hate it when I bring it up. That whole <laughs> random battle thing in the in Japanese RPGs, I absolutely hate them. But it's balanced out really well here because you can avoid them if you want to by not going into the tall grass. Mm-hmm. Really cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there are spots in the game where you wander. It makes sense. I never made it out of Professor Oak's lab because there was like <laughs> a novel you had to read before you got out of there. Oh yeah. Well, they kind of make it a little bit more accessible, I think, yeah. later on. But, Jack uh, is looking at me like, you hate reading, probably. Yeah, probably hates reading. But, but what else? I mean, you've been playing the Japanese version of it, yes. at least. Um, so I have no idea what's going on in the game. <laughs> um, no, but there's, I, there, there's a Pokewalker, and then what else is in the game? I don't so wanna... there's also uh, a thing called the Pokeathlon, which is a mini game collection of kind of like decathlon Olympic sport events right. that your Pokemon can compete in. So instead of the super contests from Diamond and Pearl, which were basically like fashion shows right. and were really boring. Uh, they've got this whole completely interactive uh, side game thing, which is actually really fun and, and very cool. And it's all touchscreen based. And it has that same appeal where you're earning badges for your Pokemon kind of as a separate achievement system yeah. without having to do something boring like decorate them. Right. Well, no, you do still decorate. There's the fashion area where you actually you can put – Teardrops and mustaches on Pokemon. You can be and it saves the, your Pokemon. Saves the portrait. Have you seen that in the Japanese? Yeah, one? but yeah. that's not. 
the whole game. Like decorating <laughs> them was the game. It was like decorate them. Yeah. You get points, and it's like here you go. Yeah, there are little tiny little additions. It's not just a port of of uh, gold and silver from the Game Boy. Right. Um, you know, obviously it's running on the Diamond Pearl uh, engine. Platinum engine, right? Yeah. No, I was going through I all three of them. Oh, I thought you were no, like looking the for engine. the word. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you were like motor, uh. <laughs> camouflage. Um, but uh, there are little things like, for example, there's, there's a character that said, "Hey, let's take a picture." And it's just this one character, and you you wander, and if you want to take a picture, it, it'll show this really crappy, like super <laughs> zoomed in of all your Pokemon standing next to each other in front of a background, and then it gets displayed in the PC. And I don't know what you can do with those pictures. I don't yeah, know if you can just send them online or whatever. Gimmicky, but yeah. Take yeah. them to your local Sears. <laughs> it's and super print them low out. risk, though. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but it shows it's just all zoomed in. Does it have soft lighting? No. <laughs> Did they it's superimpose just... other Pokemon? The, you know, the same Pokemon head looking very serious like no. they used to in 80s portraits? No. It's not that. <laughs> Floating on the side. Floating on the side. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, Can you dress up uh, Pikachu in skinny jeans in this in this game? Like, what kind of outfits is he wearing? No, they're like top hats and bow ties and uh, mustaches. Yeah, like mustaches. Do they have any monocles? Uh, yeah, they do have a monocle. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And, uh, and I believe a, a cape and a cane so he can go full on uh, he can go full yeah. the thing is you full always on fancy boy <laughs> Barnsworth Pikachu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Putnam 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 my good man. <laughs> well, if it isn't my Pokemon Putnam Whipple. <laughs> Hello, sir. Would you like some brandy in the thinking room? <laughs> When you when you just dress up your Pokemon, but it, it it doesn't really display it anywhere but in the place where you've right dressed them up. Yeah. It's not like you pull them up. And you can't take them into a battle and he'll just like no, no. no recite no, poetry. Like and, well, Eventually, if they ever move to a fully three D engine, maybe, but not because like they're still using the old old school two D technology. That's the Pokemon game I want to see. I want to see Pikachu dressed up as a as a fancy boy reciting poetry to Squirtle. I'm sure that'll sell well. And, and then fight. Got, you, you, you've got the design There it is. Capability. I think this there was an episode like that already <laughs> really? in the show. And then, and then Mewtwo showed up and went, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> the only talking Pokemon. Si-yi-yi. Well, now Lucario talks. Oh, really? So. Oh. <laughs> You're still watching that show. You're still holding on to the dream. Not, not as often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but like as far as customizing goes, there's no reason... They shouldn't be able to do that. I mean, you can go and you can add those things onto your Pokemon, and it's still using the same game sprites. So there's no reason why it shouldn't just appear in battles. You shouldn't. You should be able to lock it on there like you could with the capsules. So when they would come out, because I think that would make the experience a lot more fun when you were battling with someone if their Pokemon was customized. Right. It would be a lot cooler. And there are a lot of little things like that that they need to incorporate into the next gen of games. I mean, along with things like trading items mm-hmm. or being able to just gift a Pokemon. Things you know, like little things like I think that. If they should... open that, the thing is they, they keep things so rigid and slow paced when you do trades so that people don't exploit. Like, for example, like, you know, to, you know, when I'm reviewing this, I, I wanted to speed things up. So I borrowed your experience share from platinum to, mm-hmm. to bring into, into hard gold, soul, silver. But like it was, it took forever. Yeah. You had to you had to put it, you had to add it to a Pokemon, and you try to trade it, and it takes at least a minute or two to have them two sync up, and it's through this animation. What are you shaking? I your don't head understand at? anything <laughs> you're saying. I almost wish I had like a Levi like like a five. like a Coke ball, just so I could start Look, reading the ingredients. Yeah, this show, what do you think I've been doing? I've been, this show well, is it's just not, that sort of thing. Like I've been tearing yeah. apart my jeans. This show is not like. for Levi Buchanan. It's for the <laughs> thousands of Poke freaks out there. Pokemaniacs? You guys actually have a name. They're falling along just fine, Levi. 
She wins Pokemon Snap too. Po uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, up top. I like that one. Pokemon Snap yeah. was good. Yes. Yeah. Was did you, did you download the virtual console version? Ash, where you can send Ash the pictures Ketchum? to friends and stuff? No. Hmm? Is Ash no, Ketchum I mean, still a part of the Pokemon universe? I don't, I don't um, buy a lot of virtual consoles. Officially, um, I haven't gotten to that point, but in gold and silver. He's a boss. He's like the last boss. He's, he's red because that was your default name in the red and blue ones, but his, his main Pokemon is a high-level Pikachu. Oh, snap. <laughs> so, yeah. Wearing but, a top hat and a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver isn't the only big release this March. Uh, the other one for the game, for the Craigway! DS, is WarioWare DIY. Yes. Does that excite you? It all? does excite me because I can't wait to finally make some, I'm going to make some cool games. Don't get too excited. I've been playing around <sighs> with it, and it's. You're such it's, a you're dream it's crusher. It's versatile, but there's definitely some limitations. Like, um, I made a simple game that you know that you all you had to do is tap. Uh, it was just like oh, I did a Greg Miller, Floridora thing, right? So like, there's Flora and Dora, like these just words that are just bouncing around, and you have to tap Flora and Dora, and then Greg's face comes out and says, uh, "What does he say? Scoop." <laughs> so I did that, but the problem is you can't. I, if, as far as I know, you can't say tap Flora first, then Dora, and it, it can be Dora or Flora. It, 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 you can't do things in order. The, I don't care about the game mechanics. I want to animate some stuff. Well, there's the four frame animation stuff. All right, just like any other anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that. That was that worked pretty good. And I'm like, oh, I want to do a, a. Here's my mini game idea. It was it was pretty much just there's a goal <laughs> at the top of the screen, right? Like it would look like a a, a a soccer goal. And I wanted to have an RC car drive. You have to you have to guide the RC car by tapping on it, and it would rotate 90 degrees, and you would tap it until it would go straight to through the goal. There's the <laughs> logic is, isn't there. Uh, there is not enough logic. So like I'm like, okay, so if you tap on it, it'll go, it'll turn 90 degrees, and then it'll work the other way. But no, there's not that. You can only tell it to go in specific directions. Like okay. so, if tap on it, it can go south. If you tap on it, it can go north. If you tap on it, it can go east. Whatever, right? But you can't say turn 90 degrees and go, you know, go that direction. It doesn't. It doesn't have that mm. logic. And if it's in motion, you tap it. You can't say uh, keep it in motion. So, like, if you tap on it, it'll stop. And then you have to tap it on again to move it. If that makes any sense to you. It's it dumb. It's so, there's some limitations there. And so, like, I came up with, my logic was, when you tap on it, swap out the sprite for one that's moving south already. Okay. Then you tap on it, and then it swaps out the sprite for the one that's already moving west. And you tap on it, and it's north. But the thing is, uh, sprites that you use in, the, in, in your, your game have to exist in the game world. And the way you do that is kind of hide it around the borders. So the, oh. here's here's the problem. That sounds that when like you do, so much math. There's a lot. Well, there's no math. It's just you just got to do use a lot of logic. So, but the of thing is, I my logic, none. my logic wasn't work. It worked. It told the car what to do. But the problem was when it swapped out the cars. So the ones that were still moving would move on screen. It would actually like if so if one was moving west, it swapped it out for the one that was moving north. It would swap it out, but then it would drive on the screen. Even oh. so, there's, there's wow. No, I'm reading about it right now. It's, it's like programming in Flash. It's pretty. It really, yeah, it's, it's like so when hit face switch turns on. Yeah. This is light really two switch is off. Change art to light three. To, that is. Yeah, there's a lot. I wow. Mean, it, it, so like there are. You know, I want to so see an eight year old kid use this. It's not made for an eight year old kid. It's it's well, you can buy this game and play it as a WarioWare game. There's eighty there's eighty games in there right. that you can just play. And mm -hmm. but the thing is, they're only tap based. 
There's not mm-hmm. there's not tap and hold. There's not tap and drag. It's not. It's it's all about tap and there's no D-pad games. I kind of wish there was D-pad. So games. it's like less feature filled than touched. Right. As far as the built-in games. Go. Well, the thing is, they made all the games using the creator, so they oh, okay. limit they limited those, you know, because of the the touchscreen capabilities. So they they don't want to they, they didn't have the logic in there to tap and hold and drag and using the D-pad that would just get complicated. So they kind of simplified things. And so that while it's versatile, you still have to work within a, an incredible list of limitations. So don't. You're kind of tempering my excitement. Yeah, for this. this is such a boner killer, dude. <laughs> yeah. you're like when you see some of the mini games that have already been done, then you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I'll do that. And but you have to figure out how they do it. But you can import those games and figure out the logic. I haven't done that yet. So so I'm gonna, still going to figure out how to do my mm. 90 degree draw, driving game. Uh, and have it work, but because I, I only put two hours into it, so um, <laughs> <laughs> only two hours. Game. You still have to draw everything. <laughs> uh, I think uh, <laughs> I'm starting to think now yeah. that WarioWare crested with uh, with Twisted. Yeah, this is a great idea. It is a great idea. So with Scribblenauts, Twisted was my favorite Game Boy Advance awesome. game of all time. Uh, I'm in, very much into the WarioWare games, and um, being able to p- make my own games is really really cool. That's why DIY kind of appeals to me. But yes, you got to work within restrictions, and is so it the same kind of restrictions in each version? What do you mean? There's a there's a WiiWare version. The WiiWare version is a is a game where you can play the ones that you've made on a DS to the Wii. You can't create games on the Wii. It's more of a showcase to download and play the games that have been made on the DS by yourself, by friends, by okay. random people. Um, but it has existing games that don't you know like when you download. The WiiWare one, it comes with games that uh, the DS game does not have. Okay. Hmm. All right. So, so they make it worthwhile for you to buy it. Um, I think it's a really cool game, but I still got to figure out all the restrictions to see if things that I think should be um, creatable, if they're still, if they you actually create them. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I want you to create something. I dude. do. T- when can I? Uh, I have it at my desk. All right. Well, then I will come over there one day uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, eight hours uh, and create the most amazing game ever and, speaki- and then have it not work. Yeah. And speaking of what? Speaking of creating Craig games. Craig Way. What's happening this week? Uh, the uh, uh, It's my birthday. No. Oh. Is it your birthday? <coughs> no. Okay. Uh, what, what, do you, what do game creators do... In the month of March in San Francisco, celebrate the celebrate the return of Thirty Rock on NBC. Didn't it come, didn't it come back already? I think you're talking about GDC. There Craig. we go, perfect. Uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference. Yes, where uh, Iwata is not having a keynote this year. Good. <laughs> what do you mean good? <laughs> <laughs> well, last year was the the keynote was just Miyamoto in a bandit mask. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and didn't you get a free copy of Rhythm? I Heaven? got a free copy of Rhythm Heaven, but I had to sit through Rock and Roll Climber to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I could show you that game. I got it at my desk. Do you really? I do. I, I hope they. I, I hope reviewed. they announce. I hope. Good. I hope they announce a sequel at uh, GDC this year. Oh yeah. Rock and Roll Climber 2. And that's pretty much why Levi is here. That's why I'm in town. That's why you're in town. It's for the game. The handheld and uh, mobile stuff starts tomorrow morning. Really? Yeah. What kind of stuff are you excited about? Um, Just looking at, you know, just more uh, more iPhone games, but then looking at uh, concepts because there's no hardware out yet uh, of iPad games. So just they'll be, you know, running on dev kits on MacBooks, things like that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a huge iPhone Mm-hmm. fan but i'm just not really that much into the ipad yet because 
they pulled out the camera at the last minute. I think that's a big deal. So I, I, I'm not really into the They the want you to get an iPad, too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm going to wait. I'm not going to spend money on the iPad. I'll wait for the iPad, too. But uh, what I'm excited about for GDC is Sony's motion control demo that's going to be on Wednesday. I'm sorry, but that thing looks like a cheap sex toy. Really? Looks yes. like a Wii what killer to me. <laughs> what do you think the Wii cheap remote sex is? sex toy. Uh, the Wii remote looks like a remote control. <laughs> uh-huh. The, that vibrates. The, yeah, but it's still it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. white <laughs> It's a white brick. It looks like a remote control. Right. Um, I'm sorry, but the... And doing this doesn't make you think of sex toys? No, no I'm sorry. Uh, for the, for fi- the viewers at home, Craig was making his <laughs> arms jerk back and forth. <laughs> You're a filthy Like man. the shake weight. Yeah, like the shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just that big ball at the at the end of the uh, the bulbous tip. Rather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way it could look even more like a like like a sex toy is if there were like two little bunny ears that stuck out the middle, or if it of... had a base so it doesn't get lost in the butthole. <laughs> wow! Wow! You went there. All right. You totally went there. Yeah, I did. Because oh, it's like a vacuum. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> What? I know we brought you on the podcast for now some reason. Now we have to age gate this thing. Yeah. No, we don't. It's, a, it's educational. Yeah. Oprah can get away with that's it. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And then plus they show all the shake weight. And that's more sexual yeah. then. I exactly. do want to. I, I do want to see what they do with it. Yeah, I, I do. That's not sexually. I just. I'm just commenting on the look of it. I mean, the software, you know, completely different. But the first thing I thought of is, huh? huh. Well, when I when I they, <laughs> yeah. they showed it Neat. last year at D3, I think they had they had a demo where the guy was just like. Cracking you know, a whip. He was changing, yeah, whip, cracking a whip, changing it to like a golf club mm-hmm. and changing it to a racket. And he was moving it, and it was like moving perfectly with the in time to what was, you know, the controller that was in his hand. Something that we've never been able to do with a, with a Wii remote, except for maybe uh, the, the sword fighting in Redstone 2. Not Redstone 2. <laughs> I guess the thing is, is because the yeah. Sony motion controller is a reaction to uh, to the Wii, whereas Natal actually feels like advancing the ball. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why do you that say that? That to me seems like Why, fresh well, technology. Oh, really? Whereas the the Sony motion controller looks like a really good Wii remote. But isn't the isn't isn't the Sony motion controller using similar technology to the Natal? It's a camera. But I've still. But I I understand. I totally get what you're saying. I'm just talking about how you have that that thing that wand in your hand and whatnot. Whereas what the what Natal does to me seems. A lot more advanced. Right. Um, Where you're just going to be using your hands. To me, whether or not that's true or not, I'm just saying. Spazzing out in front of the camera. Yeah. So to do play dodgeball. Does yeah. it, Natal, well, just I mean, seem like a really good eye toy to you then? Touche. Well, look at the six axis. That was a rush Sony. Like, so I, I will agree completely with that. The, that motion yeah. controller is terrible. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Nintendo has motion control. Let's tack it on this. Yes. Let's play Lair. <laughs> <laughs> I like to use it you to really balance on any you, 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 you fight it. You, you fight, fight that Lair. game. <laughs> and I, I feel bad. I have well, friends who worked on that game. <laughs> God, it sucked. Well, now they're out of work, so congratulations. He works for another company. He's, <laughs> he's doing much better now. But, uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to the, the Sony. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a keynote or if it's an event or whatever. I'm going to this so that I can help out Roper with the coverage on. And plus get get a get a, a perspective on sure. motion control compared to what you know Nintendo already gets. So mm-hmm. you're gonna see some you're gonna see a motion control feature on the Nintendo channel. Uh, so if, sorry that bothers you, but I think it's good to see these things in perspective. Nine yeah. heads just exploded. I know. No <laughs> <laughs> But I'm very excited. I think I'm more excited about the Sony one simply because you, it's got a glowing you ball. have to you have to have something tangible in your hand to play these games. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan what, of like a waving. Yeah. 
Well, well, I'm oh, saying oh, oh, compared comparing, to Natal. Comparing to Natal, it's like Natal. You you know you do all these things and it's cool and everything, but it's like okay, now you got to pretend you have a sword instead of you know like you know having something that you could mm-hmm. mock as a as a. There's sword. no reason why you can't pick up a stick. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, or a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Wave our cat. It's around. a lasso. Uh, but yes, so... Um, what are you doing? I'm playing Lego Indie, Mom. <laughs> the uh, Nintendo always has a presence at, at GDC. Yeah. Um, even though Iwata's not speaking at a keynote, they have a booth that'll be there, I think, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's open to the public if you can spend... That. I think it's like $1,000 to get in or something yeah. like that. It's crazy. But uh, Nintendo has a booth, and uh, from what I understand, Metroid, Other M is going to be their nice. big focus. Sweet. So if you have a grand and you want to play the demo that we played a week and a half ago. So worth it. <laughs> Just, yeah. Dro- drop a thou. Play, yeah. play a four-minute demo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've already written as much as I possibly can, but I'm hoping that other editors here at IGN will Wait, you're run looking, down to. You're looking at me when yes. you say that. Well, you didn't let me go to Nintendo Funland. I didn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> we had a huge army. I believe it was officially <laughs> called Nintendo Slider Bar Extravaganza. Yeah. yeah, thanks. I would have loved some miniature hamburgers. Oh, and to play some Nintendo yeah. games too. But. So Other M is going to be a big focus. Sakamoto, the director on the game, is going to have a a, a panel that will talk about that game. Plus, he worked on the WarioWare game as well. Cool. So um, I'll be attending that. Plus, I have an interview opportunity with him on Friday. So I don't know if I have any Metroid games to have him sign. Because he worked on, he was a director of the original Metroid, and I always like getting my old NES games signed. But I never bought Metroid. Why? <gasps> I what? do. I do have the Game Boy Advance. Oh, he one. did buy Clue Clue Land. Oh, there you go. So I Which one? The, the Zero Mission? No, no, no. The uh, the the classic NES series. Oh, okay, that thing. Don't okay. you have the only prototype of Dread? What? I'm just a, Metroid Dread. The, oh, I thought the, you were Judge Nintendo. Dread. No, no. <laughs> the one Metro, the Metroid game. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yes, Levi, I have Metroid Dread. I can't wait. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to, to stopping by and, and checking that out on yeah. Thursday. Because yeah. WarioWare DIY is going to be there, but that, that's a really hard game to demo. Um, you really need to spend hours upon hours upon hours just to get your game working right, so... Um, yeah. Are they going to make me get barefoot on a balance board like they did for Punch-Out last year? Did they actually make you do that? Yes. They barefoot. Did. They did. Stink. They were like, don't put your shoes. Get here. You have to play Punch-Out like this. And I said, can I play it classic? And they're like, nope. nope. Well, get I, on the balance board. I've got to play it TSA you style. Gotta, yeah. now, I think it's even worse when the Punch-Out, you, know, you want to play the classic controller way. So you, you hold it yeah. uh, horizontally. And they say, oh, put your wrist strap on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Are you serious? Oh, we got to have people putting their wrist strap on. So, yeah. Well, they are going to release bees. Uh, <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> not the bees. Not the bees. How to get burned. How to get burned. So, yeah, I don't expect to hear a lot of big stories coming out of GDC. No, nothing really. I do. What, what, what story do you expect to hear coming out of GDC? Uh, there's no food in the press room. That's not a big story. That's a huge story. Is there no story? food That's in the press room? There never is. Uh, what? Nah, two what? years last ago? Year, last, well, year, last year we got sandwiches. If there's well, not sandwiches, I'm not going. Well, you get like an energy bar usually in the big bag that they give you when you register or when you pick up your badge. Yeah. They give you a bag and inside is usually like an the energy, perks, kids. An energy These are drink. the perks, kids. These are the perks. So cut that in thirds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. An energy drink and a granola bar is what you usually get in those bags. This is what every kid out there who wants to work at IGN has to look forward to. Oh, an no. energy bar and a diet Pepsi. <laughs> All right, living the dream. I'm playing Metroid M. I don't know if any big news will come out, but well, who knows? I mean, there's certainly ample ample opportunity. 
Apple opportunity. Ample. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the big news that came out last year? Uh, On live. Oh yeah, uh, that was huge. It was cool. It it, it was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, how, how are they doing? Uh, hasn't they're come still out yet. working <laughs> on it. Yeah, it'll be it's it'll be there. I'm sure they've got a booth. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they will too. You think they're going to talk about the vitality sensor at all? Uh, well, they, they, they don't really, they don't really have a panel or they have a they have a Sakamoto paddle, but he's not involved in the you know the vitality. Or rather, sensor. I guess do you think there will be anything there? There's no press conference or anything. Yeah. So I don't think so. Gotta no. save something for E3. Yeah, they're gonna be more <laughs> blown all it, was the, it was their big thing for last E3, so it can be this one too. Are there gonna be more Miyamoto Bandit photos? Uh, I hope so. Me too. Yeah, I, that was my favorite part good. of the yeah when he was sneaking up behind people. Play my game. <laughs> I'm wearing a Bandit mask. <laughs> sneaking up on, on American workers. Yeah, American workers. <laughs> Play my game. Yeah. Let's check in some with some uh, listeners. Listener mail. Listener mail. We don't have any theme songs or anything. You, letters. We get letters. But I'm still in the old letter Wait, yeah, go ahead. If you want to uh, have your uh, questions answered, uh, you need to send us an email. NVC at IGN.com. That's Nintendo Voice Chat. NVC at IGN.com. But don't spell out Nintendo Voice Chat. I don't think that'll still work, but nope. I don't try it. No. It'll Someone's go. vibrating. I'm vibrating. All right. Oh, do you have the new Sony motion I have controller? The Sony <laughs> controller. <laughs> so uh, let's check in with the some of the listeners. Uh, the first one. This one actually involves Jack. What? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Edmund Louis asks. Uh, I just got an email from Nintendo praising how Gloria Pericles got <laughs> oh. high reviews. Wait. Uh-oh. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. What happened? Um, so. Oh, well, I mean, I will go through. Okay, I, will go through. Oh, I thought right. you were getting breaking news on oh. your phone. No, no, no. 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 Oh. So, so yeah, so uh, everything about the, this is the quote from the email. Everything about this game is solid, and it's a fun title that has a good amount of humor. Does that sound familiar to you, Jack? Um, yeah, I believe uh, I wrote those words. <laughs> but wait a minute. You didn't write the review. No, that was from an <laughs> early hands-on preview <laughs> months before the game came out. So he's like, he says, I remember you guys giving it below a 7, so I decided to check it out, and he puts a link there. I found out not only did you guys give it a 6.0, and he went as far as to call it a not-so-glorious role-playing game, uh, but wait, there's more. There is literally no mention of the quoted text provided with this ad. Talk about false advertising. It's not false advertising. It's more oh, a I'm, little... I'm with him, dude. I'm, I'm pissed about the, okay. the quote. Okay, so to kind of give a little backstory, Nintendo contacted us. Uh, hey, we like this quote. Can we use it in our marketing material? And it was Jack's quote that said that. And you know, I said, yes, you can use that. What they used it in was was an email that got sent out to everybody, and it said, I mean, it was, the headline was, the reviews are in! And it, yeah, it's like, go to your hair case, the reviews are in, right? And then it it says something, oh, see, I don't have the pronoun where it actually says, uh, uh, the reviewers, no, here's the quote, it's right here. Oh. However, it's true in a sense, the reviews are in. And Jack is a, a reviewer that said this, but it wasn't the review that said that. It's, so it's misleading, it's and it's misleading. unfortunate that that was actually the first time Nintendo has ever used a quote from me. Yeah. Although uh, anyone who's a fan of me, who's nobody, my mom, hi mom, uh, <laughs> will know that when I use the adjective solid, it means I can't come up with a nice adjective, and I'm just trying to say something. Yeah, Boson loved the word solid. Yeah, that's where I got it. Yeah. I, uh, I've completely ripped off Boson's writing style, <laughs> so I can be the new Boson. So you need to say what it is what every it is. 10 minutes or so. Yeah. What it is? What it is. All right. So yeah, t- if you saw that email that went out, uh, it's a little shady, but if you think about it, it's not... It's marketing. It's not. It's not incorrect because the reviews are in, yeah. and this was said, but it <laughs> wasn't said in our review. 
Uh, it's kind of like the 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 HD TV uh, uh, commercial that we saw during like the the Oscars. I think it was uh, the the first 3D television from Samsung. <laughs> it was it that is the first 3D television from Samsung. It's not the first 3D television now. They put a nice little pause to make you think it's the first 3D television. Anyway. Uh, Glenn Dudley uh, says, "Hi guys, longtime listener, enjoy the podcast." I am. Sure I'm, I'm an older gamer, uh, 57, with arthritis in my right hand, which has slowed my gaming. A bit. Levi, did you write this email? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a PS3 for driving games, but still turn on the Wii for other gaming genres. Currently loving Mini Ninjas, which Jack is playing yeah, for trophies. Mini Ninjas is fun. Do some developers omit a choice of d- uh, uh, difficulty settings because it's a programming hassle, or because they want their games experience in this in some pure sense? I will generally play games on the easiest level, sometimes struggle at that, but I still enjoy the experience immensely. It's because he's old. Yeah. Uh, if I'm willing to put down my money, why would a developer care what difficulty level I play it at? I, think I don't it, think they do care. I don't think they care. I think a lot of times... Well, it would add to the development cost or development time to you know, come up with multiple ways of playing the game at different difficulty right. levels. You know? Well, certain so you games gotta just lend themselves... Figure out, you got to figure out the balance on all... All three yeah. difficulty levels. And certain games lend themselves more. Like Mini Ninjas, it's easy to make things. You just, the harder difficulty has more bad guys in it, and they do slightly more damage. Right. It's, that's a really simple programming thing. But he, uh, but like, some, you know, like Shadow of the Colossus. Right. Um, you know, how do you how do you figure out what's easy or hard right. for something like that? Well, he goes on and says, well, I haven't played the recent Mario uh, with the skip feature. I ho- wish more games had it. Mario doesn't have a Mario does not have a, a level uh, or a difficulty settings. It's just one, right. you know, it's just one experience. But the, the 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 skip feature is really cool. Whereas like if you're getting stuck, you get an option to hit the thing and have it play for you, and then you can continue on. And he says, "I wish more games had it. Let me be the judge of when I've had enough to allow me to move on." I think yeah, I, yeah, I think I agree. I actually um. While doing the trophy war thing, was which very, I kicked your ass in. Yes, which Bromley cheated his way to the top. Oh yeah, I cheat. How did I cheat my way to the top? I played by every being single a night. Douche. Yeah, that's how. Exactly. But um, I was always really annoyed when there were trophies for beating the game on this, and then beating the game on a harder difficulty that's only unlocked after you beat the game. Like right. I've beaten the game, I'm like in I'm Wolverine. Done. Like in Wolverine. Like in Dead Space. Which is why I didn't play like, either one of those games. For so trophies. it's kind of one of those things where it's like I've would much prefer them to develop a game that is at the difficulty that they want you to play it as and just leave it at that and kind of have something like where the wild things are like that. Yes. Well, actually, no, you just set that on hard. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> but you could set it on hard from the beginning. I hate right. unlockable difficulty levels, I guess is my problem. Mm. Like that's not a feature. For is me. that hard that's difficulty or boring difficulty? <laughs> so hey, so oh, when you play it in hard, then you'd, like, you'd be in the extreme now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. now it's impossible. Yeah. Oh, great. Crushing. Crushing. Colton, yeah. well, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, Stephanie. No. Oh, uh, Turkov. <laughs> there's an F. There's I think, two G's I think he, he's I like, think he, just, he just he's got like, oh, last name. name. Yeah. Home row. <laughs> Cordy. Uh, the original Super Mario Galaxy got a 9.7 from you guys. Sure what will did. Nintendo have to improve on the sequel to be the first 10-10 Wii game? Well, I think it's not going to make it a 10 simply because they're recycling a lot of things. It's not a new experience. Right. Uh, and I think that's going to definitely affect its perfect score. I mean, it could be a brilliant game. Uh, it's really hard to say whether it's going to be 10 simply because we've only played it in short level increments. We have not seen it in context at all. So I have no idea. If halfway through the game it transforms into a completely different Mario game, yeah. then yes, <laughs> it will get a 10. So... 
So, I mean, yeah, Super Mario Galaxy got a really good score. Um, it definitely, that's our impression of that game. Uh, I think the fact that they're using the same assets and the same engine and stuff like that is working against it in, to, in terms of impressing us. Because now they have to impress us with pure level design. They've already impressed us with the visuals. Visuals are amazing. They've already impressed us with the soundtrack. Soundtrack's now, amazing. Yeah, soundtrack's amazing. But now we uh, we need... I can't uh, wait for that game. It's going to be fantastic. God, I can't I, wait. I'm, I'm sure of it, but... Uh, the first one's so many... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to expect a 10 out of that one. Yeah. It's going to be so tough. So many memories tied to the first game. Uh, Keaton Arsky. Ar- Arksy. That's another guy who got... Hi, guys. Love the podcast. I have a, had a question about the Pokewalker that comes with Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Does it make any noise or does it require any attention? I was thinking of picking the game up and I would use the Pokewalker when I walk to school, but I don't want to worry about babysitting it or having it make noises in the middle of the class. Every right so... footstep says Pika. Every <laughs> left step says Chew. Yes. Um, it does make noise, but you can turn that off and it requires no attention. It's not actually a virtual pet. It's more of just a, a very interactive pedometer. Right. So you can. it's never going to starve. It's never going to cry. It'll just. But it will poop. No, no pooping. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Pokemon don't poop. Yeah, no. actually, I wrote a whole article about how they don't poop. <laughs> Go look how it many, up, kids. How many, <laughs> how many page views did that get? Oh, a lot. 17. Uh, Hiawata asks... Oh, he actually emailed us. Yes. Based on the announcement of the Nintendo uh, Media Summit, retailer GameStop will also be releasing an exclusive demo disc on the game uh, of Monster Hunter Try uh, on March 8th. That's free for anyone who wants walks in and wants it. Capcom has confirmed this. Correct. Uh, this setup uh, works and makes sense. How uh, people who are not sure if they want to purchase the game, be able to pick up the demo, play it, and see if they like it and pre-order. However, GameStop has been telling everyone who wants to pick up Monster Hunter Try demo they must pre-order the game first by putting down five dollars before they can pick up the demo. This setup does not work for us, and he just goes on and on and on. I th- I don't know if it's all GameSpot stops doing that, but I'm sure uh, it's what a bunch of dicks. I, yeah. I would chalk that up mostly to confusion because. Honestly, like I can't remember a time when the there demo is, disc didn't like was not part of a pre-order deal. But there is a pre-order deal in place, and it has nothing to do with the demo. It's right. the the five dollar Wii point card or right. Nintendo point card. Exactly. And so I think there's that miscommunication between GameStop and the and uh, and Capcom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Capcom definitely wants to get you that demo disc. So if they're not giving it to you when you ask for it, they're not doing their job. Go to a different GameStop. So like five seven so in every five dollars. Pre-order gets you the disc, right. and then it's another dollar because you, you have to get the insurance. For oh it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> always you want that you dumb. Want, you, want, yeah. you want some insurance? You want some for that game? Oh god! You know, if you give us another twelve, you can get a subscription to a magazine you'll never read. <laughs> I just love the insurance thing. I've been playing games since you know what, nineteen seventy something. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever had a game break on me. Like consoles, you don't yes. store it, uh, the, But when does a game break on you? <laughs> well, well you I mean, get scratch on the disc. The uh, the three sixty used to burn rings into the discs. Yeah. The the first like. Batch of them. That's so if you it, could tell how old it is. <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it wobbled at all, or sometimes if nothing happened, it would just burn this laser you know, ring. I lied. I actually, I absolutely lied there because I remember when the Dreamcast came out, uh, I got some bum discs uh, because of manufacturing. Ready to Rumble, Sonic Adventure, and Blue Stinger all failed to work. Well, I, the, I mean, that's the manufacturer's fault. Yeah, I'm just saying, is, yeah. So, but so I'm saying just, I lied. Game... Games so. sometimes do fail. I do remember. So get that insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't get that insurance. It. I do remember buying my secondhand uh, Nintendo Entertainment System off of someone. I never had a, a, a new system. I always I, I had bought my system back in 1987 or something like that for off of someone who never mm-hmm. played it. He had a copy of um, RC Pro Am, 
And that game, I played it for a while, but then all of a sudden, as, as, when the cartridge got hot, the sprites would disappear, then the background would disappear, then the cars would just stay in... in it would look like a, the void of space. And so then it would an just lock up. Yeah, and then it not, would lock up. Yeah. And then it would lock up. You know, so like... They, they, it just they, wants you to think The cart was definitely defective. Was it because he stored all of his games in the freezer? <laughs> Maybe. There you go. Yeah. I don't know how that would make any difference, but... Next to the baby. <laughs> oh, God. That's the baby's crib. Oh. Uh, Johnny Alvarado. Uh, That's my favorite Pokemon, Alvarado. Alvarado. Uh, Great great podcast, not as good as Beyond or Scoop, but at least... Oh! Oh! But... Out. Done. Better than Three Red Lights. But at least better than Three Red Lights. (laughs) Yay! Wait, that's... that's Yeah, they they even claim it's the worst podcast, so... (sighs) Maybe we should take that. Oh, yeah. Claim we're the worst podcast. We're the worst podcast, and. Really just boring drive re- this into the ground. Boring, boring. listeners for years. The Nintendo voice chat. 2006. Yep. Um, do you think the new DS, not the XL, but the new one, the DS2, the wh- as if oh, that we, right. that the, at least oh, they've announced the, the, the one, yeah. The thing that we all saw at the Nintendo oh, Fun yeah. Summit that weren't <laughs> yep. allowed to talk yeah. about. Uh, the DS2 is, is going to be able to play virtual console games. No, it actually plays holograms. <laughs> We saw I, would, I wouldn't mind playing at least NES, Super NES, Genesis, Master System games on it. They already have the SD card capability for it. It just needs to be opened up. And let me know what you guys think. Well, first of all, when you copy things to the SD card from Wii, it's locked to the system. You can't do anything with it. So, yeah. like, you can't. They're not going to open it up because they don't want people to copy and. You know, well, maybe would, some sort of, I mean, in this theoretical DS, <laughs> maybe some sort of uh, the thing like you, for your PSP to the PS3, you right. you sync them. So it's like it's locked to those things and that's how it knows. So maybe theoretically you could do that. That's pretty them. ambitious for would, Nintendo to Yeah, do. it would require firmware updates. <laughs> so. I want to see his name. What do you want to see his name for? I'm not answering this effing question because he thinks Scoop and Beyond is better. Here, you know what I yeah. think of this question? Yeah. You want to see Poor Alvarado. <laughs> Whatever. He's the worst Pokemon ever. All right. <laughs> so Vince Vasquez. Vince Vasquez. Uh, Vasquez is the best Pokemon yeah. ever. <laughs> hey, Nintendo Voice Chat, a hearty Craigway to you all. Craigway! Thank you, Scott, for spiking the mics. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> Well, the two seconds. All those earbuds exploded. They're cheap headphones anyway. You guys should buy new ones. That's true. Uh, how does CoStar play in? Uh, how does CoStar play work in Mario Galaxy 2? In the trailer released during the part with Yoshi, the pointer cursor changed from star of the star to the tip of Yoshi's tongue when it wanted, when it goes to the two D two and a half D section. When Yoshi does platforming by grabbing star points with his tongue, I wanted to know if this would apply to the two player mode. Letting two player two's cursor control Yoshi's tongue would be a much better experience for the second player, if you ask me. Uh, well, we weren't asking you. Well, we we they did, weren't ta- ready to talk about two player, but uh, I, I they they seem to have something new in mind, but yeah, they haven't really said. They said what something it is. like it does the same stuff as before, and there are new new stuff. And I'm guessing it's based around Yoshi. So if he said he said it. He saw it change to something in the videos for yeah, the, it was, the it, pointer cursor changes from a star to his tongue to the tip of Yoshi's tongue when it goes. Then to the I would entities. I would say that that's probably exactly what happens. That is a good uh, observation. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too, and I said, I, "Oh, yeah. look at that! That's how you control." Just keep Yoshi. it real, guys. Oh Makes wait, sense. wrong pass, wrong podcast. Keep it real. Who who says keep it real? <sighs> oh, this is another one. It? I'm ripping it. I don't care. I don't care. You it should says, only listen to this podcast. Well, well I'm putting read, it in the confetti envelope. <laughs> read read it before you do that. Read the last line. Read the last line. Um, Craigway! There it is, Vince. Sorry, right. still getting ripped. <laughs> the confetti on you kind of like a Rip, yeah. rip Taylor. I'm like Rip Taylor over here. <laughs> Hello, podcast! Hey. Ah. 
You're cleaning up that stuff if you throw it. Oh, uh, it's guys I can't wait to be on uh, I like that match Paul game. Lind. Oh, I did do Paul <laughs> Lind. With the <laughs> uh, Vince, oh, Vince already got this question in, so I'm not going to read that one. Leave us alone, Vince. Uh, I have a question about, this hey, is dudes. from Matt Pakzokowski. That's my favorite uh Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question Digimon. about Super Mario Galaxy 2. In the first game, you were able to collect those star shards by pointing on the screen. But based on the trailers, it looks scene? like looks like it's uh, that's missing in Galaxy 2. Uh, we it's already not. answered that. Yeah. It's not. It's you can you collect star shards. Uh, Sean Parker says, "Hey folks." Oh, Sean Parker! This kid does not leave me alone on Facebook. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, this kid is. <laughs> is he your Facebook stalker? Yeah, he's my oh. Facebook stalker, Sean Parker. Here we go. Hey, while we're talking about uh, Facebook, why don't you get your little plug in before? Uh, well, if you guys want to become a, a fan of the Facebook IGN page, go to facebook.com/forward/slash/ign. You'll see all you, sorts of exclusive you, videos. What? You pitch that incorrectly. You say if you want to. No, when you you want you to. You want to. You want to. You don't say if. But I was giving them how. the incentive hey, hey. to become do a it. fan. Do it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. Well, you gotta do <laughs> ask your parents before you go ask online. Ask your parents before you go online. <laughs> then go to http forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash ign. Become a fan, and you will get exclusive behind the scenes photos, videos, and reviews before they hit the webs. Yeah, and you haven't taken a photo of this podcast. Ever. I have, no, never. And uh, also on Twitter, we're uh, we're the best video game Twitter in the world. We're Follow us at ign.com. What? I what? hear that Twitter recommends GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, Jack. You're, yeah, we're going <laughs> to cut that right out of there. So if you don't like our competitors, you should follow us at IGN.com. Also, uh, I'm, so, on, I'm on Facebook. So Sean Parker, who leaves Sean a Parker. comment every single day. Hey, folks, the Wii has some cool games coming out. Metroid looking uh, like the coolest imp. Imp? That's Sean Parker. <laughs> IMP. I'm wondering if that means just IMO. IMO. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's not very good at spelling, so I'm guessing yes, IMO. (laughs) But I don't like the Wii. I like the DS. (gasps) Do you think the DS? Do you think the DS has another Mario game on the way, or any games besides Golden Sun that are as equally exciting on that damn handheld as Nintendo's Wii lineup? Uh, Any NDAs you have that you might want to break? (laughs) <laughs> yes. For you. Always. Yes. For you. I'm going to piss away for, my whole career. You, Sean for you. Parker. Sean Parker, for you, I will piss this away. We saw the Nintendo DS3. No. no <laughs> Two. We did not. Actually, it's made of holograms. I mean, wait. wait. Uh, it smells like rainbows. Yep. Is there another big Mario game, though? I mean. Would you assume that there would be another? Well, they big have DS the engine. If they're gonna, like, they could do exactly what they're doing with Super Mario Galaxy, mm-hmm. making two. They're using the same engine and stuff like that. They already have the the new Super Mario Brothers engine on DS, and it's but selling so well. Still, so that's the same thing with like Mario Kart on yeah. the DS. Like, why? Yeah, why would they make a sequel yeah, if it's still selling it's still the top boatloads? 10, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. really hard for them to go. Where are we gonna stop making this one or stop selling this one? And we're gonna work on a sequel. Because they're still selling like crazy. The downside yeah. of success. But, I mean, for Sean, Scribblenauts 2 looks interesting. Yep. I don't know if you like the first one, but it's fun to check out. I mean, you can expect another Professor Layton game, which are always awesome. Yep. Um, Fantastic game. WarioWare DIY has a cool little Professor Layton-style like game progression where you they have puzzles, like 60 puzzles, and it says, hey, we need to make this object do this. What needs to go into this blank? And then when you 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 set a command in that blank, then it does the Professor Layton. Aha! I think I got it. And it's like close up, close up, close up. And then it's like you got it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm just excited to have Sean Parker's real email now. There you go. <clears throat> Jay Skinner. 
Hey, Craig. Uh, I was listening to the latest podcast, and I, I believe I remember someone stating that Metroid Prime was the first game chronologically in the series. I don't believe this to be accurate. In Prime, one of the first Spice, Space, Space Pirates said, uh, logs... Ugh. One of the first space pirate logs says that Zebus has fallen. And <gasps> is it Zebus or Zebus? Zebus, Ze- according to uh, Samus herself. All right, there you go. Zebek, uh, however, is the lovely lobby restaurant <laughs> <laughs> in the hotel next door. <laughs> Stay at the Radisson when you visit lovely Brisbane. <laughs> I believe, I think, based on the information we have, Prime Games fall between either Metroid, and Metroid Two, or Metroid Two and, and Super Metroid. As for my question, I don't know if you really emphasize whether exploration and adventuring has been faithfully preserved in other M. Is this the case? Both you and Matt mentioned being pleased, but I sense something a bit, relu- a bit of reluctance, maybe. And I'm going to go ahead and say that there is the old school exploration in this game. Uh, yeah. It's just done in a 3D perspective now. Uh, you know, you can go in and out of the background and foreground, and you still got that map. You still got to figure out how to get through doorways and um, more fall areas and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, this is the series that pioneered that whole style of of exploration. They're not going to give up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, so there's your answer, and I don't have time to go through the next one because. But what he wanted, he has one one final point. What's the final point? We're gonna we're gonna end this thing. Uh, they, you know, only you uh-huh. can demonstrate the mastery of the Quigway. Quigway. Oh, uh, and I quig- just the Quigway. I just f that one up. The Quigway. And with that, we're done. Quaker Oats. My name is Quig. Yes. We got Scott Brownlee. Thank you. You are welcome. And Levi, thanks for sitting in. Craigway! Spike the mics. Craigway! See you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.